0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Among all the crazy things that happen on the internet, ransomware attacks are among the uh, strangest and uh, most dangerous. And um, we hear about some time to time where cities, for instance, will have their computer systems attacked and locked up by uh, outside groups who will then say, well, we'll help you get back in there if you pay us some money. That's ransomware. And I'm simplifying that quite a bit for the people who've never heard that before. But a ransomware group uh, has apologized for having an attack take place on a children's hospital. And they have said that they are willing to undo the attack. And they've apologized and said that they are sorry they did that to a children's hospital. And now officials are asking whether or not they should cooperate with somebody who has apologized and done something like this. Very, very strange story. Uh, Tim sent it to me. Out of the star from Toronto, the star.com, ransomware group apologizes saying partner was behind sick kids attack. Uh, so sick kids acknowledged Sunday, it was aware of the statement and says it was consulting experts to validate and assess the use of the decryptor, adding it has not made a ransom payment. So Jordan Olmsted wrote this for the Toronto Sun. A global ransomware operator issued an apology and offered to unlock the data targeted in a ransomware attack in Toronto's hospital for sick children. It's a move cybersecurity experts say is quite rare. It might even be unprecedented for the group that is well-known in those circles. The ransomware group, the U.S. FBI has called one of the world's most active and destructive, issued the brief apology on New Year's Eve to what security experts say is the dark web page where it posts about its ransoms and data leaks. So they operate in the shadows and they occasionally post things on a page on the dark web. And that's how people know when they say something. In the statement, they claim to have blocked the partner responsible for the attack and offered Sick Kids a free decryptor to unlock its data. So they say that they didn't do it, but they know who did and that we're capable of helping you unlock this stuff. We're sorry it happened. Uh, a British Columbia-based threat analyst with an anti-malware company who tracks ransomware attacks, has said, as far as I'm aware, this is the first time they've issued an apology and offered to hand over the free decryptor. Companies have been connected to recent cyber attacks on municipalities in Ontario and Quebec, according to experts, and a Russian-Canadian citizen who was living in Ontario at one point was arrested for his alleged participation in the group So U.S. officials alleged the group has made at least $100 million in ransom demands and extracted tens of millions from victims. They don't all pay. Some do, some don't. They are one of, if not the most active group, that expert said. These attacks can sometimes originate much closer to home than we realize. We think the attacks are coming in from, say, Russia uh, or other countries over there, whereas in some cases they could be originating from within our border. Call is coming from inside the house. So <laughs> Sick Kids acknowledged Sunday as aware of the statement and said it was consulting experts to validate and assess the use of the decryptor. Hospital is still recovering from the cyber attack, that it said delayed lab and imaging results, knocked out phone lines, and shut down the staff payroll system. As of Sunday, over 60% of its priority systems had been brought back online including many that had contributed to diagnostic and treatment delays, and restoration efforts were still progressing. The hospital previously said it took down two websites it operates on Friday after reporting potential unusual activity, though it said the activity appeared to be unrelated to the cyber attack, so there may have been other issues or other entities coming after them. The hospital continues to be under Code Gray, which is a hospital code for system failure, and they issued that a couple weeks before New Year's Eve uh, in response to the cyber attack. Now, even if Sick Kids decides to use the LockBit Decryptor, experts say the hospital still faces a number of hurdles. Ransomware groups are good at scrambling files, says a Vancouver-based principal research scientist who studies cybersecurity. But he says they're not so good at unscrambling them. So sometimes, even if you pay the ransom, And they give you the key, it won't fix everything. So healthcare organizations who use a ransomware group's decryptor, because they paid a ransomware otherwise, recover on average only about two-thirds of their files, says the expert, citing a survey of hundreds of organizations. The protracted and expensive work of decryption has also left the organization itself, not to mention the cost of hiring third-party experts to review, investigate, and rebuild after the hack. And then there's the issue of the, quote-unquote, partner of the hacker. According to experts, the hacker group operates like a criminal multi-level marketing scheme, renting out its malware to hacker affiliates in exchange for a cut of anything that they managed to make with it. The uh, statement says the partner who hit sick kids is no longer part of the program. They've been kicked out. <laughs> but it's unclear whether that partner still holds any of the files, that may have been stolen in the Sick Kids attack. That data could now be in the hands of someone who is quite pissed off at having been unable to monetize this particular attack. And that's the concern. So we know that they encrypted the data. Did they also steal the data? So that's another question. Sick Kids said there is no evidence to date that personal information was compromised. But experts say they treat those statements with a degree of skepticism until a full investigation is complete. As you can imagine, people's medical records contain a lot of useful information to bad people. Names, social security numbers. Of course, this is happening in Canada, but I'm assuming they've got other identifiers, which they do try to keep confidential. Uh, Meanwhile, the apology by the hacker group appears to be a way of managing its image, say the experts, The group is competing with other high-profile malware operators who are also trying to court hackers to use their system to carry out lucrative cyber attacks. Hackers appear to move between the operators frequently. And so the story goes on and on to explain more about how these hacker groups operate. And I find that fascinating, that the hacker groups appear to be uh, competing with each other to get business from other hacker groups. (laughs) It's like a whole subculture operating on the dark web. But I remember the first few times I heard about this, and I know that there have been entire cities where the entire network and computer system in City Hall got locked down shut by one of these groups who wanted money to put it back online. I've also heard of schools getting hit and you know all kinds of organizations uh, that this has happened to. And one of the problems you always have in a situation like this is that if you pay the ransom, there is no guarantee that they're going to do anything for you. Because they don't have to. If they got the money, they're just like, oh, okay, we got the money. Now, I know that some people would say, but Steve, if they never followed up after being paid the ransom, people would just stop paying the ransoms. Well, some people aren't paying them right now to begin with. But second of all, that's assuming that people put that much thought into their long-term business plans versus their short-term business plans. And so if you were a first-time hacker and you got access to these tools that this ransomware group is apparently distributing to others saying, we'll do this for a cut, and you got one big score, Uh, you might be so excited and happy to go out and spend your money that it doesn't occur to you to go and do the work at the back end of helping those people decrypt all their files. So I'd be curious to know, because they said that they've done some studies here, and a lot of the files have been damaged by this activity, even when people paid the money. But I'd be curious to know more how many people didn't pay it because that's the thing is that if you pay a, a blackmailer money uh, in the modern age where it's something digital can be done over the Internet, they can also just say, well, we need more money now because, well, you, you paid us the first batch. Well, you realize we need more. You know, we need more. So that's, that's the thing there. You know, they, you know they, they say there's no honor among thieves. Uh, the question is what code do these people Operate by now. Some people, to Steve, they apologized. <laughs> it's true, they did apologize, but they're also saying they're not the ones who did it. So the people who did it haven't apologized, but the people who say they know who did it have apologized. And so you know, this is the kind of thing. I've I've you know had computers now for a couple of years. I'm sure most of you have as well. And I'm talking about not just a handheld device or you know something like that. I'm talking about an actual desktop computer. So I I remember, you know, the early Windows machines, you know, Windows 3.1, Windows Millennium, Windows 95. I'm convinced even saying Windows 95 out loud might bring me bad luck. Um, Using Windows 95 was like trying to fall asleep inside a house that you know is on fire. Uh, It would crash so often and unexpectedly that it it was insane, Windows 95. And so... A few years ago, I got in the habit of buying monstrous portable hard drives and parking one next to my monitor on my desk and every so often backing up my entire computer onto it. And I have all that stuff and and it makes you feel much better knowing that that exists. And I'll admit, I've never had to use one of those recoveries because I have not had a, a complete computer catastrophic failure since I started doing that. But I had a scare a couple of weeks ago, and it's a convoluted story, but let's just say that for about five minutes, I was convinced that my desktop computer had died, dead, deader than a parrot from Norway, Okay, dead, deceased. <laughs> and uh, I was actually convinced that my computer was dead. My, my, my main thought was, oh, I got to go get another computer and move all my stuff from my backup onto my computer. Like, it wasn't like, oh, all the stuff I've lost. No, it was I got to go straight by another computer because I had everything. I had everything. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that there's necessarily anything that people from hospitals can learn because I don't know if they can back up their entire system onto something else without it being, you know, astronomically expensive. But it's it's a, it's a thought exercise for people who have computers with important stuff on them. And, you know, I've got... I don't know how many photographs I have now. I could actually go into some of my various uh, programs and probably count, but I bet I've got hundreds of thousands of photographs and a lot of them I took, but a lot of them are just archives of photos that I've used for stories I've written and so on. But I've got so many photographs, it's scary. That's what happens when you buy a digital camera (laughs) early on. And so, you know, if I lost those photographs, I'd be upset, but I've got them backed up in four different places. So, you know, if my main computer fails... All those photos are on that hard drive. They're on the previous hard drive. you know. And so I might lose what work I did today if I had a computer crash, completely crash. But it's something to think about. And so I'm a lawyer. I've got a lot of documents and legal files and things like that that are digitized. And so obviously, I keep those backed up and keep those safe. So this is a crazy story, though, because the ransomware group has apologized but said, we didn't do what we know who did. We'll help you decrypt your files if you want us to. And then some people are even questioning whether that's ethical to operate with a ransomware hacker in an attempt to get your own files back because there's some kind of possible untoward thing happening there as well. So we don't know. But the Star.com ran the story. Jordan Amstead wrote it. Tim sent it to me from the Toronto Sun. Ransomware group. Apologizes, saying a partner was behind the sick kids' attack. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Television is the triumph of machine over people.